1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Zero Ducks Given, another daily episode of Zero Ducks Given after the first day of the fourth test between England and India. Um, I ended up at a pub lock-in last night and um, I had a nightmare of a morning. I had to go to the NHS this morning to look at my dodgy shoulder and so that meant that my alarm went off at about 7.30 having stumbled out of the pub at God knows when. Then I got in the tube and then I got to Kennington station and they evacuated us because of a fire. So Mm. I then had to jump in a black cab, all hung over. So I only saw the last two and a half hours. I saw the final session of today's play, but luckily Mm. we have got the one and only Daniel Norcross with us who woke up at quarter to four. And so he can talk us through the full day's play, but my musings, Daniel, for what they're worth and they're not worth a lot is, um, Oh, I was boring, wasn't it? What a pile of shit! We, we scored like three and a half and over. What twat? Wait, what? I mean, where's Where's buzz ball gone? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of considered clever cricket, and uh, and frankly, I, I want no part of it. And I hope India do us.
2: Well, yeah, that's because you missed the Bazball. The, the Bazball was all in the first session. It was absolutely amazing. So England decided they were going to bat because they understandably figured that uh, they didn't want to be exposed to the spinners in the fourth innings. But it turned out that the pitch was at its most capricious, spicy and devilish in the first sort of hour. <laughs> and then the most comical dismissal of all came off the last ball before lunch. So before that, the wonderful Akash Deep, who's making his debut at another absolutely sensational fast bowling prospect for India. They, they just seem to produce so many of them. Picked up three wickets very quickly. And he could have got his first wicket much earlier. He got Crawley with the most spectacular delivery that knocked out his off stump. He cartwheeled. You, as a fast bowler, would appreciate it. It was it was a sort of cartwheel that you expect Kirtley Ambrose to to elicit, il- followed by the full shooting into the sky celebration. Um, it did a proper like be five or six revolutions. It was gorgeous, but it was a no ball, which was hilarious. Then Crawley uh, responded by hitting three fours and a six in consecutive balls off Siraj as everyone realised this pitch was really spicy for the faster bowlers, not the spinners. Deke gets three wickets. England are in trouble. You've slagged off Johnny Bairstow. So he comes out, of course, chest pumping, full of righteous fury. Plays a proper basball knock, 38 in 34. Um, before getting out to a really annoying sweep. It wasn't given out initially. Today, there's was, was a lot of umpiring errors and a lot of referral errors. So were both couple of ones over overturned that were not given out and three needlessly used up by India. Uh, but that didn't come close to the funniest action of the first session, which was the last ball before lunch. Jadeja from round the wicket pitched it on sort of middle and leg and it just shot along the ground, hit Stokes on his foot and uh, the appeal sort of happened, but it wasn't necessary because he was walking off with a wry smile, didn't even bother looking. Um, and that's when we thought, hello, this is going to be, this is fantastic. Maybe 150 is going to be enough on this deck. And of course, typically being an Indian pitch, it did the complete opposite in the afternoon. And to a degree, the evening sessions as a ball got a bit softer, I suppose, a bit of that. But um, also folks and Root played in that way that you describe as as diabolical. It, it was It was certainly different. They went about two and a half and over in that middle session. 36 overs were bowled in the middle session, incidentally. Absolutely crazy. So even finished on time. And um, it was a delight to watch. I mean, it was. I was knackered. And I, I know what you mean. I mean, watching technically perfect cricket can get a little bit frustrating. But uh, at the same time, because England were in what was now feeling like a more parlous position. It's one of those ironic things, Toby, where... The longer they batted, the more you thought they hadn't got enough runs. And you thought, Oh god, <laughs> Indians better bat forever on this. And so uh, and and to finish off the, the tale of the day, uh, folks who had been exceptionally lethargic in his scoring, right? Going at under two and over, very comfortably that, suddenly unleashed in the last session, whacking uh, Ashwin for a six and two fours which seemed to be his cue to play his one bad shot of the day, he then just flicked it, albeit a reverse in-swinging ball from Siraj to the handsome to mid-wicket. My takeout as England then did on 302, is that I haven't got the faintest clue where that stands, except that England are in the game. right? Even if India score 450, if England can add another 15, yeah, they'll probably be out of the game realistically, but they're sort of in the game because they've also used up loads of time in a very un way. By the time India get ahead of them and get far enough ahead, we'll be some distance into the game, which will, you know, I mean, we might even, we can't see the lesser spotted draw, can we? Probably not. The pitch will probably take care of that. And England's batting in the second innings will probably not be up to muster against a rampant Indian bowling attack. You never know. Uh, but it was a thoroughly fascinating day's cricket. Joe Root will grab all the headlines and everyone will say, that's what happens when you put away the reverse sweep. I might point out that there was no Bumrah. So he didn't have to be phased by a boomer, reverse swinging the ball into his pads and getting him out and trying to find other ways of countering that threat. And the other thing he did was arrive at the crease having not bowled 25 overs with cramp in his right hand and being utterly exhausted. So we, we saw a different show route, but there may have been reasons beyond him being told off by the general public. I don't think that was the reason that he batted uh, in the way that he did, uh, but... As I was going to say, the, my big takeout is that of the seven wickets to fall, ordinarily in a Test match day, seven wickets fall, you probably get two really good balls, two sort of badly executed shots, and three bad shots. And I reckon folks's shot wasn't great, but it wasn't appalling. You could see how it could happen. And Johnny Bairstow's wasn't great sweeping from round the wicket. The other five... Beautiful balls. I mean, duck it, beautiful ball. Hope, beautiful ball. It was it was kind of weird as well because DRS had the ball kind of plateauing, which is how it hit the top of leg stump. Um, Crawley, unbelievably beautiful ball to kiss the top of uh, off stump. Hartley got a mega ball from uh, Siraj, and it was it was really good cricket. It was it was really good cricket, Toby. I'm I'm, I'm sad you missed most of it. Um, but it was really good, and and it now makes me really irritable about Indian timings. You know what's great about West Indies test is that the game starts at like two, doesn't it? And you watch it through till about ten. You have a few drinks. You watch the French drama that you got lined up on Netflix. You go to bed. You have breakfast. You could do Homes Under the Hammer. Cup of coffee before you know it's build up for the test again. In an Indian game, it's all done by half eleven. Then you've got to wait for so. King long, you're really exhausted, and then he just dragged through sleeplessness at four in the morning. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm impatient for it to start again because it's been left on a knife edge. That was a very long answer, wasn't it? But you're used well, to Well,
1: I, I enjoyed it, and, I'm, and I am used to it entirely. Um, yeah, I mean, we we have to talk about Joe Root, like you say, he's going to take the headlines. What was nice was that everyone on Twitter was basically claiming his runs on his behalf. Everyone that criticised his shot in the last test match said that because of their tweet that nobody saw Joe Root knuckled down and the people that defended his shot in the last test said because of their tweet that nobody saw it just proves that Joe Root knew what he was doing all along and he's got it all under control. So everybody is claiming responsibility for Joe Root's 100. I, weird take on this whole issue, but I think that maybe Pray should go to Joe Root and not cricket fans or Twitter accounts. But hey, who am I to judge? Um, he was magnificent. But, but, he was wonderful. But
2: Toby, but Toby, that's because Basball is for all of us. It's it's the gift. It's exactly. given to us all. So mm. and you know, even in criticism of Basball, we get to wallow in the beauty of Basball. Basball is is for the nation. It's for the it world is. of cricket. It's for everybody out. It yeah. It's it's for all the and Aussies the people and Indians who deserve off.
1: Yes, exactly that. The one thing I am going to take issue with because I saw you again being a um a podcast slut because um, Daniel Norcross whores himself out to any podcast that will have him. Um, but I saw your a video got posted of your discussion about Joe Root's bowling and tiring him out for batting, and I want you to know, Daniel, that. Um, Not for the first time in life. I think you're completely full of shit. I'm sorry, but Joe Root bowling 25 overs of gentle offspin. Is not been affecting his batting at all. You know, like Jacques Callis averaged nearly 60 and used to bowl seam for 25 overs and no, batter free, did. right? He,
2: he bowled for about 12 overs, did Jacques no, Callis. And he, that's, and he, and
1: that's he trumbled old, in. That's late era fat Jacques Callis. Young, skinny, you know, virulent Jacques Callis used to bowl proper pace at, and he'd steam in. You know that, you of know... his hands. In, look at
2: his hands.
1: He's got a ball uh, off-spin, No, spin I don't type. give shit a about his oh, hands. It's off-spin. he spin. cramp it's in his It's off-spin. Get out of town. I'm sorry, I will accept a lot of excuses for Joe Root's recent poor form, but I will not accept the fact that he's had to bowl a few overs of off spin as a good reason for him not scoring any runs. We're going to have to disagree on that. <laughs> I need uh, I need Zoltzman to give me the stats on Joe Root's batting average with and without having bowled overs in a t- test match, OK? Can you speak to him, please, for me?
2: I, I will do that,
1: yeah
0: at Luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: The thing is, I mean, I know we bang on about Baz Ball, but what else is there to do? Baz ball isn't a slog. It's sort of about they say themselves about absorbing pressure and trying to put it back on whenever possible. Joe Root looked at the scoreboard at lunch and went, we're in a bit of a pickle here. So he came out and he knuckled down. His shot, by the way, which I didn't think got enough praise to bring up his 100, was so sexy. It was like he got to ninety nine. he just went from 97 to 99 with a 2. And it was one of those moments where he was like, I'm going to get 100 before this over's over, I reckon. And I think no matter where the ball had gone, he was going to hit it before. It was like he could have done that the whole time. He played the most sumptuous drive between mid-off and extra cover to bring up his hundred and it just felt like he could have done that at any point really it was like oh I might as well get my hundred now um he looked back to his absolute best um I think there's one thing that hasn't been spoken about with Joe Root and his shot selection in the last test or whatever is that he's been a really bad foot. he was crap at the world cup people forget as well he hasn't actually been batting very well I think maybe and it's allowed he is human after all maybe he's just not been in great touch but it didn't look like it today. He was absolutely glorious and I think you're right. I think England probably got the worst of the pitch in that opening session. It'll be interesting to see if it's a bit spicy in the morning again, whether it's a due factor causing the pitch to do that. Um, I don't know whether the roller at lunch and tea was the reason it flattened out, but we kept saying the last few weeks England need to win the toss and bat first and they got their wish and if they I thought Ollie Robertson batted beautifully by the way. If they can get up to sort of 370, 380, mm. which would be I mean, it's a it's a, it's a big ask, but Joe Root's still there. You, you don't like the look of that. You don't like the sound of that. Absolutely um, not. I mean, if they, they, if got... they
2: if they get th- if they get to three thirty five, I'll be stunned. I mean, that's I mean, they have got the shittest
1: ten and eleven ever. I mean, Jimmy <laughs> Anderson at the age of forty one is up to ten, <laughs> which is very very <laughs> exciting. But yeah, I, I I think the game's in the balance, and um, I I think. It's it's a weird one. England will kind of be hoping in a weird way that when they go out to bat tomorrow morning that the ball's doing all sorts. I think they'd rather get three balls that keep low and absolute grubbers Mm. and they get skittled in the morning because it would mean there's something in the pitch for them.
2: Absolutely. I I do think... And that that was a very
1: long answer as well, by the way.
2: No, it's very good. It was a very good one and I I mostly agree with you. I think it's a bit of a shame we didn't get to see Ollie Robinson bowl (laughs) first thing because I think... I think he could have been devastating on that with his high release Mm. point when it was doing a bit with the new ball. Yeah, As you say, it might do that. He might hit cracks because there are cracks on that pitch. There are definite cracks. Tomorrow is going to be fascinating, isn't it? We will find out um, whether the pitch flattens out. I I suspect the second day will be the best to bat on and then I expect it to, to crumble because the pitch is kind of set up to do that. But, you know, we've been wrong about the pitches throughout this, um, series so far. They've been really good pitches to watch cricket on. I just want to pick up on a couple of things you said very briefly before we go. You said it was the most sumptuous, most beautiful thing, most sexy thing you said. It's like, so sexy, that shot. It was sexy and it had me in mind of the, of the great Harold Pinter who said that cricket was the greatest thing in the world. It was literally better than sex. And today, Zach Crawley came very, very close to saying that. He was asked by Graham Swan at the close of play what did it feel like when you were walking off, having been bowled by Akash Deep, only to discover it was a no-ball? And Zach said, really naturally, he goes, "Oh, honestly, it's the best thing in the world. It's the, it's, it's better than." And I think he was about to say sex, and <laughs> <laughs> so then he just remembered. His, I thought maybe I'm not allowed to use that word. Uh at this time of day, and maybe my partner will be really offended. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it was it, he got very close to it, but I can totally identify with that. And it's such a weird thing, isn't it? Because now they check every no-ball. It's mentioned to be me by Cam Ponsonby earlier. They used to just check the wicket to see if it was out. Now they check every ball. And poor old Akash Deep bowled a couple of no-balls, but it had to be the time he bowled the complete Jaffa the absolutely most gorgeous ball imaginable, to have it uh, wiped off, poor thing. But um, yeah, I'm afraid. What's more, what more is there to be said? Tomorrow, we will have a much better idea of whether 302 mm-hmm. for seven is good. What it is, though, and I stand by this. As I said at the beginning, England are in the Test match. If they'd been bundled out for 170, they probably wouldn't be, and they'd be out of the series. But at the moment, they're in it. Even if India score 400. They will just about be clinging on whatever happens tomorrow morning to their batting, and and that's what we want, isn't it? We not on a partisan reason. You for a partisan reason because you're you're one-eyed. I'm a one-eyed, partisan.
1: completely yeah. Yeah. Um, unimpartial England cricket fan, and I, yeah. I I despise everyone that is in England, and I, I wish ill on
2: them. But I just want two all going into the last test because a, a, a deciding rubber... Oh, a, just a couple of little stats that we haven't covered. Uh, one that everyone will know by now, 10 centuries for Joe Root. That's the most of any batter against India. In illustrious company with Ponting, Sobers, Viv Steve Richards Smith. And Steve Smith. It's not the most number of centuries by an England player against all countries because Jack Hobbs, everyone will know, got 12 of his 1800s against Australia. Uh, And one other stat, which was rather fun, that incredibly boring session that you didn't like, uh, where folks and Root batted the whole time. Do you know that is the first time England's batting has gone wicketless in a session since the Ireland test match at Lords last summer?
1: That's a hell of a test. That's a hell of a statistic. Um, Jack Hobbs, that Jack Hobbs stat is um, meaningless and worthless because, well, as we know, all old cricket is crap. I've, well, I've, decided anything, yeah. <laughs> I've decided anything pre-1970, I've decided is the cut-off point, is unacceptable. And secondly, from what I gather about old cricket, we only fucking played Australia.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much Australia. Yeah, bit of South Africa.
1: <laughs> Whenever stats come up about, oh, he scored 12 hundreds against Australia. Yeah, because we played Australia every week. He had half a chance. <laughs> Um, so there is that small matter as well um, and we found something that Joyce Wild can't do he bowled an over of filthy leg spin at the end of the day and it turns out Joyce Wild can't bowl so, I, thought that um, was, I
2: thought that was really odd actually from Rohit so did I
1: just bowl an extra just bowl. you've got a chance last over of the day yeah. to take a huge wicket in Joe Root and you let Joyce Wild bowl leg spin
2: half trackers very odd wasn't it I mean he was quite odd all day the boys talked about it in the studio Finny and uh, Cookie on TNT talking about the failure to have players around the bat, especially when they've got the fifth wicket and Folks is not a guy who's going to counter-attack at you. And they they had this really weird, tricksy, shortish point who was about eight yards away, saving one. And they didn't crowd him at all. So I don't know whether that's the spookery of Baz Ball as well. Maybe Rohit thought, oh my God, this pitch is really spicy. 180 might be quite a lot. I don't know. But um, (laughs) there, there were a lot of talking points today and I think we've got through pretty much all of them.
1: I think we've done an excellent job, if I may say so myself. Uh, one bloke who's very hungover and didn't even watch the game. Anyway, I'm going I'm to walk and talk now because I've got to leave work and go to the airport to Amsterdam. Now, there is a full episode out now, by the way. Sorry, it's a bit echoey now because I'm walking and talking through the building. There's a new full episode out, by the way. You can listen to that. And also, I'm off to Amsterdam to go and try and find um, a huge dildo to recreate the Stephen Finn picture. Huzzah! So best of luck. Um wish me luck on my travels. Um and Daniel, I will I guess I'll chat to you from Schiphol Airport tomorrow. Oh same sort that, of time. Are you, are
2: you are you coming
1: back tomorrow then? I'm doing twenty four hours in Amsterdam. What could possibly go wrong?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'll either
1: call you from the airport or from prison. Either way, <laughs> it, it should be a good day's play. Wouldn't it be um, incredible anyway. if
2: you used that, if you used up your one call on doing a zero Dutch daily? That would be <laughs> that would be genuine genuine commitment, dedication commitment to the
1: podcast. While some confused, thank you. So I'm just saying goodbye to everyone at work. Um, While some confused <laughs> Dutch policeman watches me break down, you know, Ollie Robinson's two for forty-eight off sixteen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, tune in tomorrow folks. <laughs> <laughs> See you there. Bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.